Welcome to Inspire Church's podcast. We're excited you're listening. Our hope is to inspire you to grow in God's Word, to grow more in love with Christ, and to go be a light wherever you are. To find more teachings or donate to the ministry, visit us at inspirechurches.com. Inspire family, we are back again. Uh, I just want to take a moment to congratulate all of our graduates. We're so proud of you. And honor our essential heroes, all of you essential workers joining us tonight, uh, this morning. Uh, It is just an honor just to say thank you. You guys mean so much to us, especially in this season. And so I'm just super blessed. Today, I'm excited because we have a fan favorite. Uh, Simon Yu is joining us. uh, And I'm excited to have you, Simon, especially today. So for everyone watching, you're definitely, if you love comics, (laughs) if you love Jesus, you're definitely not going to want to miss this discussion today. So, So Simon, can you tell us a little bit Uh, why I brought you on today, why comics and Jesus, why those two worlds collide for you. What's this fascination you have with heroes and Christianity, Christ and comics, theology and Saturday morning cartoons? (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you. I'm always happy to be here with you guys and um, Inspire is such an encouraging community for me. And I just let just know that you're in my prayers and from what I'm hearing, you guys are doing rocking things right now. So, but again, thank you for this opportunity, Pastor sure. Phil. But yeah, let me let me just uh, describe myself a bit. So, I was a '90s kid, right? And so, what that means was a healthy, healthy diet of comic books, video games, um, <laughs> sugary cereal, Saturday morning cartoons, after afternoon cartoons. You what know? was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Dude, it's it's gargoyles was my top i loved gargoyles but x-men is x-men batman animated series you know i I love i love x-men unfortunately i feel like i watch reruns every saturday so they never see we they didn't have social media back then and so we wouldn't know any new episodes so i was in that trap too it's just like (laughs) oh my gosh when are they going to do a new episode you know but yeah no for sure but yeah so that was my daily diet of just being consumed constantly and lo and behold that impacted my imagination greatly you know what i'm saying and then one day when i was definitely before 10 you know i watched the 10 commandments charlton heston that old school Let movie my like people go exactly bro and when i that moment in the burning bush scene and then that moment where charlton heston was against pharaoh and stuff something Something happened in my mind where it's just like, oh, wow, God saves people. Superman saves people. And Superman is a hero. Therefore, God is a hero. Love and that. For, and Very for logical. Me, <laughs> thanks. As a, as a to person younger than Ted, right? <laughs> but, um, but for me, that kind of, I think, catalyzed my fascination. And granted, my parents thought I was weird because it was my as a, as a, as a, as a kid, but it, it catalyzed my fascination with God, with mm-hmm. theology, specifically Christianity. And, um, and then as I continued on with my studies, I, I found something as a teacher, as a college professor, I found something as I prepared one of my courses that in scripture, specifically in the new Testament, we see, I believe an explicit reference of Jesus as a hero. Wow. And that, wow. I mean, for me, I was like, oh my gosh. So it's just like what it was before was just this personal fascination that kept me going in my faith. But then now I saw something solid mm. that a, a something in scripture where 
every Christian shares that says that Jesus is a hero. So and I yeah, to, and, uh, I want to yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, not many may know, but Simon, you are the reason why I passed Greek in university. Uh, Simon, You're welcome. Was, uh, <laughs> Simon was a tutor, mentor, ended up becoming a professor, going on further. I love it. But uh, here's what I really love what you said about that. Comic books, Sunday, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this actually went from a fascination to it, it became academic for you. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 a lot it, of people yeah. are probably thinking, how, how did you make that leap from right. comic books to theology and academia? Right. Right. And, and, you know, besides the podcast, so just a little shout out uh, for those of you that are out there, Simon does co-host a podcast called The Kingsman Podcast. You might want to check that out. In fact, you do want to check that out. <laughs> but also, there's even a, a book project that you're working on, right? Yes, and right. So again, from from this fascination now to academia can you just talk about that a little bit because that's fascinating yeah yeah so ultimately uh because of this what i feel is discovered first of all thank you for for promoting me because i didn't want to self-promote you know and you know be that kind of guy but i (laughs) appreciate it but so yeah so i discovered this as i was preparing for class and that started my it it basically wrote changed my hermeneutic it changed my way of interpreting scripture and my understanding of theology and then sooner than later i felt like i had more words to describe it and explain it and i felt maybe maybe more people want to know and that's kind of the start of the book but yeah the whole idea the premise of the book is this jesus not simply as a hero but a superhero that jesus is a superhero and that that the new testament kind of conveys it in that way Mm -hmm. um and the reason why for me is just as a i was a pastor before too you know and i i stepped down for this book but one of the things for me was to challenge how can we act more like jesus that was another motive for this book how can we act more like jesus and just long story short when we the whole idea of savior because he is jesus is savior the whole idea of savior it's true but a product of that is it's a one-sided relationship Mm. that he's savior well who's he saving he's saving me i'm ben i'm the benefactor right and it's a one-sided relationship what jesus did i benefit from right and often i think what happens when we just have that only right is no sense of responsibility on the other side, you know? And, and I feel that that's not really scripture in my opinion, because what we see in the old Testament is that when God freed his people, he didn't say that I was savior to you only, but there was a covenant Mm -hmm. relationship. So what God only could do, he did, and he did faithfully. But then he also said, I need you to do something. I need you to be responsible for something in this relationship. Right. And so, and I think we, we kind of lose that when we just call Jesus savior. Okay. Wow. Hero on the other hand, and in my, in my study of it, there's three aspects of hero that I wish to define three aspects. Right. But hero on the other hand, yes, I understand that he's savior. But hero also compels me to say, I want to be like that savior. I want to be like Jesus. I want to, I want to act like Jesus because when we say, Oh, this guy's my hero, that gal's my hero. What does that basically say is like, I want to, all the things that I see that I admire in that person, I want to emulate in my own life. 
That's, that's a concept of hero, right? And so for me, I feel that this could be a way to encourage more people to think of their relationship of God that way. Yes, God did something that I could not do through Jesus, but in return, I want to devote my life to him, emulating him. Yeah. Why? Because he's my hero. Yeah, let me just speak to that as a pastor, right? Because okay. We yeah. call that like consumerism, right? Where, mm, that's where right. Jesus becomes our savior, you know, and so we come to church and we consume content on a Sunday, but yeah. then we leave and, and we do we don't do anything with it, right? right. So there's right. this there's this kind of consumer Christianity when all yeah. we do kind of sitting down we're kind of going through our motions on Sundays and then nothing right. else and so right. what I love about it and just again just as a as a pastor and a preacher uh, uh, what I love it is that Jesus um, is not just our substitute right he does something that we couldn't do he died right. for us right he saved us our sins but he also is an example that's and right he, he models uh, yeah. uh, uh, for us to follow him in his footsteps as yeah. his disciples as his followers and so right. You kind of get these two, these two qualities that come exactly. Out, uh, yes, right. Him as savior, but then now that you have it, now walk it, walk it out, do something right. about that. So I, anyway, I just, I really love that. I love that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you bringing that up because those are the first two of the three points that I actually mm -hmm. want to talk about in regards to what is a hero, mm -hmm. what is a hero, and again, I feel that you can't you can't put every every person as to fit this definition, but I feel that it provides a good general understanding of the hero. But there's these three points that I thought maybe would be helpful to understanding that. And the first point as savior is this, a hero is a pioneer. A hero is a pioneer, meaning he's, he or she is the first, is the person, the first person to accomplish something. Right. And um, often in the stories, uh, that that something has a huge risk. There's a lot at stake there, or it's a incredibly difficult, extremely difficult. Like no one could do it except for that hero. You know what I'm saying? And so two two examples that I have in mind. Well, the first one is uh, Batman. Oh, okay. And, My yeah. Favorite. Hey, right. And I, I knew that it was, so I wanted to bring him up. And let me just say, I want to be specific here. I'm talking about Christopher Nolan's Batman from the Batman Begins trilogy. Okay, right. I don't want to. Aficionados right. out there that are gonna just judge I'm you. Not, yeah, I don't want to be judged here. I want to say specifically that particular view of Batman, right? But, but I remember in one scene in Batman Begins, he's at like this seedy looking bar where all the gangsters hang out, right? And he sees like the judge that judged his his uh, murder uh, parents' murders case. He sees like so it's like this this place is this symbol of Gotham corruption, right? And he goes in and he meets the head gangster, uh, Falco, and Falco points a gun at him and he says like, who are you messing with, man? You don't have no idea who has the real power. Who do you think you are changing Gotham, right? And so, so this gives us the glimpse that this is this incredible giant stronghold of Gotham that could not be changed. And his parents were a victim of that, you know? And, and then he goes on his journey training and stuff like that. And then he sees, I need to find out how to bring justice to J Gotham. And Rachel Ghoul in the movie, who was his mentor, was basically, this is how we exhibit justice. We, we basically destroy and kill everything. And, and so for Batman goes, no, that's not the way either. Because your solution is basically just as bad as the corruption. So it's just like, I'm going to do a different way. I'm going to do a different thing. And then you have all these moments. And there was this one awesome scene 
where he's investigating and a kid, after coming out, hearing his parents argue, he's just like, man, this sucks. Gotham is horrible kind of idea. And then he sees Batman and he sees, it's like, oh, dude, you're that guy. And it's just like, yeah. And what, in that moment, it's just like, you're the hope bringer. You, you, you're actually changing things, you know? And so there's that, that, so that is basically this idea I'm talking about. He's the first to actually tackle this hard, hard task, you know? Another example, a biblical example is David and Goliath, right? In first Samuel 17, where the idea here is that all these folks of Israel, all these men of Israel is like, ah, yeah, that's Goliath, but you know, I'm not that guy to take care of him. Not even Saul, the king, who was supposed to be that guy that takes care of this threat, right? The Philistine threat, right? And this guy, this kid, he's walking around, he's listening to everything, and it's just like, hey, why hasn't anyone challenged this 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 beast of Philistine, you know, and stuff like that? And then his own brother, his eldest brother, is like, who are you to think? that you have anything to say or anything you can do in this situation, right? And so there's this impossible stake here because why? He's not a soldier, you know, and he's, def- he's going to confront this professional soldier. He could die. <laughs> he could very, mer- very well die, right? And, but he has all his strength and courage. He trusts in God. And what happens? Boom. Takes the slingshot. It's over. But that is the idea of hero as a pioneer. He, they're the first person to um, accomplish something that no one has ever accomplished. And I, and I love that, man. And there's actually what you're saying. There's just two things that were kind of running through my head. Number one, I love yeah. the, the idea that a hero goes first, right? And so when, when, uh, when everyone else is saying no, yeah, uh, they're willing to say yes. And, and you know, I just want to honor our essential heroes. I mean, in reality, we're literally right. living that in a pandemic when everyone else is sheltering in place, right? They're, they're going forward. And so this is a literal truth about any hero, yeah. uh, whether right. in the comic books and the right. biblical stories are really right now, real life, but like you're willing to say yes when everyone else is willing to say no. And yeah. the second thing is I just think about the word courage. Mm-hmm. So I do something with my son. We have some core values that I really want to instill in him. And, and actually the word courage is one of my core values of my son. And mm-hmm. the reason why I love courage and maybe everyone has heard this before or not, but I love it because courage doesn't mean that fear doesn't exist. The presence of fear is not there. Courage says like fear's there, yet I'm going to continue to press on anyway. And so yeah. it's really cool because it's perfectly normal for a real, real hero to have real fear and still absolutely anyway, i just absolutely. want to throw that in there as you were talking it's really powerful no that's that's on point and again uh, i know that we have we're crunching time but let me just add uh, a, when you're a pioneer you're confronted with the fear of failure because you're the first one to do it right and so it's just like what if this does fail what if i what if my life is on the line here especially for david's sake and and for bruce wayne batman's sake mm-hmm. but like what if it, you know, and the fear is real. The fear is absolutely real. And then the whole idea is that in that, in that fear, I decide to still do it anyways. And that's key because that concept is what makes a hero a hero, you know, because other people or normal people like myself was like, oh yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to book it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But a hero will say, no, I see my fear, but I got to go on and uh, would you say uh, would you say that's one of the hero's first challenges? Is fear? absolutely, absolutely, because the the hero often we we can confuse that what a hero is supposed to do instead of understanding that it's not 
jumping leaps and bounds. It's not flying. It's not wearing multicolored spandex. You know what I'm saying? That's not a hero. The hero battle begins inside first. But before that's, he fights the evil out there, he's that's got right. to confront That's right. Here. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. So and honestly, if a, if a hero doesn't have that fear, I, don't, I would be skeptical if that person is a hero. I honestly think that's a Thanos kind of character. Okay. You have no fear... And you just, because why? I have no fear. I'm going to do whatever I want. Wow. And what that means is uh, eliminating half of the entire reality. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and so there's an arrogance to this. You got a villain. Yes, you got a villain. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You got a villain. And so got to be careful with that because, but it's, but it's fear. It's our response to fear that makes us heroic. That's, that's the idea. So. That's so good. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead and jump to, so we have heroic pioneer and right the second part of it go ahead yes so so when when the hero is successful accomplishing the great stake oh and by the way the scope of the hero will depend on how that stake impacts others so for example in david's situation is if 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 he failed then philistine philista will will take over israel right, right. so the stakes weren't experienced just for the hero itself, but it was felt by other people. Right. And if you, if the hero is successful in that, then others are, are going to reap the benefits in that, right? That's the savior aspect of the hero, right? But um, because of that, because of that success, people will look with obvious admiration, but also emulation. So the hero is a model as well. And this is the cool thing about hero. It's well, that's the very, second point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The first point is hero is pioneer. And the second now we're going to is hero as model because yes. people are now saying they're emu- they want to emulate. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So, and, 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 and I think in our culture today, I think this is probably the more prevalent aspect of hero. When you see the guy who takes the constant shots at a championship game, or when you see the person that struggled for uh, civil rights and justice, you know, and just like, yeah, I want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? And so, so there's, there's the aspect of the hero to emulate. Wow. But the cool thing about that is, um, wow. It's all done out of the desire of the person that wants to emulate the hero. It's not done out of obligation. You don't say, oh, man, he's my hero. I guess I have to act like him. You know what I'm saying? We don't say that. You know what I'm saying? We say, oh, dude, she's my hero. I want to act exactly like her. I want to be like her. You know what I'm saying? So, So the whole idea is that when you see a person as a hero, you do things not out of obligation. You do things out of the desire of... Of your heart to be like that person. I have to stop you right there because that's yeah. so fascinating. So you know, you you do it not out of obligation, but out of desire, right? It's not, exactly. It's not a, and we talk about this as a church, right? It, it's it's not you know I have to. It's it's I right. want to. Right. There's, there's this inspiration. There's something. There's a greater motivation. Yeah. Than just uh, than, than 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 obligation. There's a that's greater right. motivation to move forward. Anyway, that's right. so, that's so deep and that's so gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, so that's why for me, for my book, that was the pastoral aspect of my book. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I I feel that when I, when we get to see Jesus face to face, it's like, that's my desire. I want to see him like I'm seeing you, Phil. I want to see him. I want to embrace him like I see you and embrace you and stuff like that. And, and 
I don't do it because I'm forced to. I'm, I don't do it because I'm obligated to. It's not just a duty, but it's devotion. Man, because I want to be like Jesus. Man, and I, oh, you know, I just want to go off duty and devotion. That's so good. And there's yeah. just, there could be somebody watching today that, that maybe, you know, a lot of people mistake Christianity for rules, laws. You know, all these laws, all these I can'ts, thou shalt nots. But the reality is, is that we are inspired by who Christ is Amen. and what he's done for us. That's right. And it's no longer a law, but it's love. Yeah. And so we do what we do, not because we have to, but because we desire, we want to, we love. That's right. But anyways, I just, Simon, yeah. thanks for pastor mode on us. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And so now don't get me wrong. Duty and rules, they're good, right? They're good to a certain extent, but they're not sustainable. That's if I'm doing it because of just the rules, because of just the duty, sooner than later, it's going to hit hard on me when I have to act like Jesus in tough times, right? Where it's just like, oh man, I don't see any benefits of being Jesus right now. You know what I'm saying? So what's the point? You know, if I'm all about the rules and duty, sooner than later, it's going to be unsustainable, you know? But when I have what's behind the rules and duty, where it's just like, oh, it's because I love Jesus. Jesus is my hero and I want to be like him. Okay, so, I'll keep on doing it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, time, man. I know there's more you have on the oh, line. Yeah, yeah. I want to run okay. that really quickly because, okay. we went, and I think we went on a tangent that was good. Right. I know you got more in this section. We'll jump. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just I'll just end this section with uh, this point with the examples because we see it in comic books as well. In the 90s, there was a huge, huge, major cataclysmic event, the death of Superman, the wow. death of Superman. Remember that. Yeah, right. And My like, dad bought the comic. We have dude, it. And, yeah. Okay, and so it's like it's still in the package, right? Anyways, it was such a huge deal. And like the writers of it were so impacted by what they did. They continued writing stories. And what happens was in the absence and the vacuum of Superman, other heroes rose up. Now, some heroes were actually villains and some doing were for nefarious reasons, but there was one, there was two particular ones. One official one, his name was John Henry Irons. Okay. And what, and he was, he was basically, he was basically um, this construction worker who was an engineer and all that. He built an iron suit and he and what he did he put the superman insignia on it because he wanted to represent superman in his context there was a story about him where like in his neighborhood there was the gangs and they had these supercharged weapons and stuff like that and they were destroying each other right and so he he wore the superman he became superman and in in his neighborhood you know what i'm saying so there was that and then there was this guy named bibbo babowski Bibbo Bogowski was this, okay. yeah, this rough and tumble dude, yeah, right, you know, he's, he's, he's rough around the edges, but he has like a heart of gold, but he loved Superman. He loved Superman. And, he, and we see this guy and he's like, oh, who, what can he do to save anyone? Right. And what happens is there was a, there was puppies and this grandma, he couldn't, she couldn't afford feeding them. And so she threw them over into the Harbor. Right. And she's like, and she was so sad by it. Bibbo wearing his Superman shirt goes in, saves the puppies. Who cares about puppies? Bibbo does. Why? Because Bibbo is Superman. He represents Superman. You know, and um, and there's a lot of googling going on right now. I bet, I bet. And so, and and what happens is, he loves Superman so much, and he he thought that he was such a great superhero. And when he was gone, he felt that vacuum and he felt that pain. And what happened was. What happened was, and I'm getting emotional here, but what happened was is he says, 
I don't want Superman's legacy to die right now. I want to continue on with that legacy because I love Superman and I'll be Superman. What would Superman do kind of idea, right? And he did it in his own context. He might not have saved millions of people, but he saved a dog. He saved the puppy because he wanted to emulate his hero, Superman. So Bro, why are comic books about to make us cry right now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, that's that because behind them, there's truth, right? There's the right. and yeah. God has implanted that, I guess, for, for many. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> let's put, let's, so so we have hero as pioneer. We have right. hero as model. And so right. let's, go, let's jump to our third one. Okay, so, so for me, and this is kind of my argument, the way that the American West, right? I can't say for everyone else, but the right. way that the American West understands hero is deeply impacted and rooted in the Christian gospel of Jesus okay. Christ. That's a big yeah. That's a big yeah, I know, I know, right? But here, 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 let me, let me give you my I'm case, right? right? The reason why I say that is this. Look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? And look at every hero. Dude, okay, let's not even go there because that's a lot of movies. Let's go, let's go to the final, the final movie, Endgame, Avengers yes. Endgame. And there was that fight with Thanos and Iron Man, right? And they're going at it and stuff like that. Now, remember, Iron Man wants to live. He has a family. He has a daughter. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to die, right? But in that moment, right, in the conclusion of it, they're fighting for the jewels. They're, uh, excuse me. They're fighting for the stones and stuff right. like that. And then Thanos thought he wins. He snaps. Nothing happens. And Iron Man has all the stones. And what does he do? Wow. He knows he has a family. He knows he has a daughter. He wants that happy life, but he knows that there's something greater at stake here. Wow. And he says, I am Iron Man. And he snaps and he, and Thanos is gone. He sacrifices himself. Wow. He sacrifices himself. I believe the heroes that we say to see today specifically is rooted in the sacrifice of Jesus, the wow. selflessness of Jesus. Wow. Wow. All our heroes, when we talk about the superhero especially, all our heroes reflect Jesus. There's parallels to Jesus in certain ways, right? And this is, this is kind of the evolution of the hero word, the hero definition. They didn't see this in ancient Greek. They didn't see this in, in, in ancient times. This idea of hero is so contemporary to us and it is devoted, it is dependent on the Jesus story. And yes, even though we might see like kind of a diminishing influence of the church, that is ingrained in our pop culture. That is ingrained in our pop culture. We see it in Captain America. We see it in Superman. We see it in Luke Skywalker. We see this selflessness, this sacrifice aspect of the hero in all our heroes because of Jesus. And I, I, want, um, I want to interrupt there because yeah. you know, um, you, you, we talked about, you know, a little bit of Greek mythology and, yeah. I, I, you know, the Greeks are also obviously famous for their philosophy. That's right. One of the things that we know is that the reason why Greeks went so heavy into philosophy is because they got tired of their mythology. That's right. That's because right. The, their mythology, their gods, if you remember all of their gods and demigods right. were, the, were the absolute opposite of- They were petty. That's they right. They were petty. They were jealous. They, yes. They, they, they wanted, they were, they were self-perseverant. They wanted yeah. the self-preservationalist. They yeah. wanted to yeah. what made them feel good. They would right. come down and, and, and have relations with mankind. And, and so 
the Greeks actually kind of ran away, were turned off from their mythology because right. that idea of selfless sacrifice was not that they were the opposite of that. So that's, that's right. fascinating to me. Yeah, no, and 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 let me bring up an example of how Jesus reformed a Greek hero, right? Hercules. You know, back in the day, there was, you know, the Disney movies were all musicals, but they wanted to promote some movies for guys, right? For boys. And one of them was Hercules, even though it was a, still a musical, right? But, but here's the thing. Hercules, if we see Hercules for what he did today, we would think he is a chauvinistic monster. Mm -hmm. He is a horrible, horrible person. The way that he, he, he uh, treats women, uh, how he lies, he cheats and steals all for the sake. But the idea was this is the epitome of a Greek man. Right. And that's why he's the hero of Greek people, because not only not only is he the averter of death and all that, but he represents manhood right. in Greeks. Right. You don't see that at all in the Disney movie. Of course you not. No, not because every mother, every mother would protest Disney to see right. a true telling of the Hercules. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Exactly. What happens is we see a Jesus-fied Hercules. We see a we see a Hercules that is gentle when he needs to be gentle. We see a Hercules that is selfless. At the final scene with the person that he loves, he says, "Okay, you either it's either you survive or her survive. What are you gonna do?" And 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 Hades, who acts like the Satan figure, right. throws throws his loved one into this pit. What does he do? He sacrifices his life and saves her. You know, and that's what becomes that. What's that? Spoiler alert. Exactly. Spoiler. If you haven't seen it, get Disney Plus. Check it out. Anyways. Um, no, but what we see is a Jesus Hercules. Mm. That's what we see. And that's the what, that's the idea here. Our heroes are very Jesus, are very parallels to Jesus. And just, and, mm -hmm, no, go ahead. just in case somebody's watching and like, oh, I don't know, you know, I, I actually want to, I've thought about this because I've yeah. even thought about our, our major modern day religions. Okay. Yeah. Outside of Christianity. Right. And, um, you know, even for our modern day major religions, the fact that God, right, God. Yeah. Right. Would become a human and, and, and die yeah. in the hands of his own creation. Right. Right. Is, right is seen as, as blasphemous, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. like to think that God would lower himself and then to put himself in the hands of his, of his creation and that they would kill him and that he would die, yeah. that is just seen as a weakness. But, yeah. but that's Christianity because in Christianity, exactly. it's the upside down kingdom. That's what right. the world perceives as weak is actually strength. And, exactly. And so I think there's way more to this than people think about how Christianity is specifically Christ. Yeah. Jesus has really kind of uh, remodeled our understanding of what yeah. it means to be heroic. Yeah, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier about courage, right? Courage is not the absence of a fear, but courage is doing something through the fear. A part of being the hero, what makes a really good hero in the stories is a person who knows their weakness and in, and in spite of that weakness, they still persevere. They still triumph. Captain America is a perfect example of that. We see in the first Avenger this whole idea that he's a weakling, feeble-minded, feeble person. Not feeble-minded, but a feeble physical person. And there's that scene with the bully, right? And he keeps on fighting. He keeps not giving up, right? And he goes... What, you tired now? And he goes, what does he say? I can do this all day. You know, and that's the idea. Is this, And then 
And this is why I feel God is the hero because what he does is a powerful, all powerful, omnipotent God. He says, I want to show you something ultimately what this is all about. I'm going to bring my son down to earth. He's going to be taken off all that omnipotence. Mm. He's going to take all the power, all the strength that he had. He's going to act like you guys. He's going to be like you guys. He's going to have the same frailty as you guys. Check what he's going to do. And that's why for me, that's why it's just like Jesus is the ultimate hero. You and, know? He's gonna, and he's going to win your heart, not by conquering Rome oh, and ruling good. the world, but he's going right. to win your heart by dying on the yeah. cross. That's right. That's right. What a, what a beautiful concept, but yet so foreign to our world. Exactly. And it's still foreign, isn't it? And we have really? to, cha- as, as Christians, we still have to challenge that. It's like, what does that really mean for my life? And how do I reflect that in my life? Right? So yeah, Let, absolutely. Let's, let's go, man. Let's jump in. Let's jump yeah. into Jesus, man. Okay. Know, let's, yeah. let's really get in there. Um, um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? So yeah. So I think maybe some people are saying, well, how is Jesus like a hero? You gave me these three points and stuff like that. Okay, so let me set it up. There was a guy back in the day. His name was Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell believed that uh, he wrote a book called uh, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And he believed that um, there's all these myths from all over the world throughout all history have this unique factor with themselves and it was he called it the meta myth or the great myth Mm -hmm. that all human beings shared past present and future right and um and now now a lot of academics they kind of debunk campbell but that doesn't matter why because our popular culture has embraced it Mm. um george lucas literally followed joseph campbell's hero's journey with his star wars trilogy where the star wars fans at you know what i'm saying so i'm not just speaking about dc or marvel (laughs) i'm going there anyways um but part of that journey is the hero has to confront the pit the abyss this dark place right and luke skywalker does it in empire strikes back Mm -hmm. he goes and what does he see in the pit he sees darth vader and he in his mind he feels okay I have to defeat Darth Vader. And so he goes and fights and then he kills Darth Vader. And what is that? What happens? He sees himself. Mm-hmm. He sees himself. Now for anyone who saw Empire Strikes Back without Return of the Jedi, it's like, what the goodness is happening here? And so, but the whole idea here is Darth Vader was him. And the idea was Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father, right? We know, I mean, spoiler alert, but again, if no one has seen it, it's your fault, right? But, but then, then something happens, right? Everyone wanted Luke Skywalker to kill Darth Vader, everyone, right? But Luke says, but he's my dad. He's my father. I think I can change him. And that's what Return of the Jedi is all about. And so the moment when... He, the emperor realizes I can't change him. You know, I'm going to kill him. Luke goes, what does he do? He pleads for his father. Father, I know you're good. And I know what you're seeing bothers you. It hurts you. Please do something. And that's when Darth Vader takes the emperor and chucks him down. And so, so the pit moment is the moment where the, that choice of being the hero is real. It's just like, you, you know what the stakes are. You're counting the cost. You might die from this. You might die from this. There is danger here, right? What are you going to do? Wow. You know? And so Jesus also had a pit moment. Wow. Jesus pit moment was the garden of Gethsemane, the garden of Gethsemane. And the idea here is what happens in the garden of Gethsemane. He prays, he knows what he needs to do. 
He knows what's going to happen the next day. He could run away. You know what I'm saying? But what he says is, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. God, dad, I don't want to do this. I'm so afraid. I might fail at, I might fail at this. Please don't give this task to me. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And in Luke, Luke does something unique here. And um, he adds a word compared to the other gospels. He adds a word. He's in agonia, agonia. This is the word where we get agony from, right? But a lot of translations internalize it, that he was in anguish. He was in agony. The actual first understanding, this first definition of this word is a wrestling match. Wow. He was wrestling with himself or he was wrestling with this idea that he can conquer death through the suffering on the cross. He was wrestling all this like like he was fighting against the forces of darkness there before rather than on the cross. Right. And so and what happens? The angel comes in like a like a corner man trying to boost him up. It's like, you got this, Jesus. I know it's hard, but you got this. You can do it. You can do it. And he keeps on praying harder. Right. And so at that moment, that's when the victory happened. That's when the victory happened, because in his mind, he counted the cost. He didn't know. Now, let's keep this in mind. He did not know that he did not know that he was going to resurrect. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been saying it, but it never actually happened. He was the first one to do it. He was going to be the first one to do it. You know what I'm saying? So he might have said it, but in his heart is like, is it going to happen? And then you could just think, just imagine Satan with his, with his, his forked tongue saying, how do you know, Jesus? How do you know that it's really going to happen? How do you know that God's got your back? Right. And he's battling with these thoughts. Right. And he says, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And at that moment, he decides to be the hero in that moment. No, no, it's not, you're good. Uh, yeah. And you're a theologian too. So you're, you know, you're not just coming yeah. from, this is a tough text theologically Yeah. because we know that Jesus was, you know, fully God, fully man, truly God, truly right. man. Right. And right. so it's very difficult for us to see, I don't, you know, I even fear the used words. Like, is he frail? Is he weak? You know what mm, I mean? You don't want to, mm. you don't want to call God those things. Right, right, right. Yet this text really reveals uh, 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 the humanity of Christ. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, through this anguish. And so right. it's, uh, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit included this. That, yes. You know, that the writer exactly. included this in the exactly. text. Exactly. It yeah. is a difficult theological text to swallow because you're actually seeing the God-man in yeah. anguish. And yeah. that almost feels, that almost feels uh, uh, contradictory. I know. Right. Right. And so again, this is what makes, like you said, this is what makes Christianity so unique mm. because we see a real God. We see the real God, man. Right. But again, this is what makes me say and argue that if we see Jesus only as savior, it doesn't encapsulate fully the experience of the scriptures you know what i'm saying and so because why when we think of savior we think ah oh, mas fuerte you know he's super strong right no there's no weakness that he can't you know be submitted to there's nothing like that he's he's like hulk hogan raw you know um however we see a not a frail but we see a person that struggles you know and it's like ah okay He's my hero. Why? Because he overcame the struggle. 
Right. I love that. You know, and so, but a person who is in the midst of attention. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. And so, and then it can contextualize our struggles because what does Satan want to do? You're weak, Simon. You're struggling with this. You're weak. Okay. Give it up. Forget about Jesus. He don't care about you. But then I see this story of him in anguish. And he said his sweat was like drops of blood. Like, you know, if you're, if you've ever wrestled before with someone bigger than you, right, you, you know, your sweat drops of blood. Right. And that's what Jesus was going through. And he still said, yet Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I may be struggling, but I'm not weak. Yeah. I will prevail. Why? Because God's got my back and I'm strengthened by that, you know, and I, this, I, this tells me, yeah, go ahead. No, right, right. And I love what we see after that because after Christ finishes praying and right. he finally has resolve. Yes. Right. Uh, we see for the rest of the passion, right. He, uh, 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 you know, a, a hero. We yes, see, that's right. You know, we see a lamb going before the slaughter, but yet every step of the way he's in control. That's right. Where, uh, 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 and, and we just see this resolve. Yes, that exactly. Brings admiration. Anyway, right. it's just, it's you just, know, I'll just, I'll just, it's, we, have, we have about, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, let's no, do no, it. We have about close to five minutes left, Simon. Okay. So I just want to um, go ahead and maybe bring it to the wrap yeah. there and then we can yeah. just bless our essential workers. Yeah, no. So, so, so the question is like, as essential workers are heroes, they're heroes. And from base, basically my definition, they, they basically encapsulate the hero. They're the ones that go out first, right? They're the ones that, that, and then because of that, and because them coming back is like, you know what? It was a tough day. And I saw really horrible things, but I'm back and I'm going to go back at it, at it again tomorrow. You know, that's admirable. That's downright awesome. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you saw the hurt, you saw, you were in the trenches, you're back, you're, you're eating your dinner. And it's like, okay, I got to go back again. It's like, dude, that's admirable. I wish I could be half of you guys, a quarter of you guys, right? And then also you're sacrificial. Guys, you guys, all of you guys have a pit moment every day. Wow. All of you guys have a pit moment every wow. day. You know the cost. And you know what's, what's, what's so aggravating about COVID-19? It's invisible. We don't see it with the naked eye. We're not sure when it's going to attack, right? And, and no matter how safe and secure we can try to be to protect ourselves from it, we could get it. That's the scary part, right? And that's the cost, right? And I imagine a lot of you guys have struggled in prayer, perhaps maybe some heated discussions. There's always forgiveness, but heated discussions with your loved ones. But you counted the cost and you said, not by duty, but because you want to reflect Jesus in your workplace as an essential worker. You say, I'm stepping out of my door today and I'm going to do whatever I can to take care of those who have been impacted and affected by this. Yeah. You guys are heroes, bottom line. It's not the celebrity. It's not the athlete. Right. You guys are the heroes. Mm -hmm. And constantly, we, Americans should always remember that, constantly. So yeah. I applaud you guys. No, I, I love that. Thank you. You know, and today we wanted to honor, of course, we wanted everyone to feel, you know, we want everyone to understand Christ and how all of us at some level, and even just following Christ, are following in the footsteps of being heroes and but especially our essential heroes. And, and this is what I love, Jesus. And I love this about your, your premise. Jesus is the ultimate hero. Yeah. The hero in which all other heroes foreshadow, right? They, yeah. They're mm -hmm. just 
types and shadows, even in the yeah. Bible, right? David, That's right. All these guys just point to the ultimate hero, right? Yeah. And so, so I love that about Jesus, that he's the ultimate hero. He's the hero by which every other hero points to, foreshadows. Yeah. Yeah. And so to all of our essential heroes that are watching today, um, you're not just our heroes right now, but you are quite literally reflections yes. of Christ to our communities. Yes, whether you're the fire station, the police station, whether you are uh, 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 find yourself working at our Kaiser Permanente Union City, St. Rose Hospital, we have several of our people that work there. You, mm. Even if you worked at a, a if you worked at a, a, a fast food restaurant, a grocery, yeah. I know this sounds oh you're blowing this out of proportion. Absolutely not. You went out in a time when nobody was going out, yeah, and you were right. quite literally Christ to our community. And I'm going to say this: there's no greater compliment that anybody could give you. There's no greater call that anyone could have than to follow Christ, to look like Christ to those around them. I mean, essentially, that's what discipleship is. Discipleship is about molding us into the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, Simon, we've got about two minutes left. Um, I'm going to give you one minute, and then I'll finish, but just kind of put a cap on it, and then I'll cap on it. Yeah, so uh, again, I think Jesus is more than just a savior. Is he a savior? Absolutely. He did something that no one else could, but he's also a hero, that he is the ultimate hero, like you said. And you know what's awesome? Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC, all those guys, they're fictional. And that's the boundary that they can't go beyond. They're just, they're just stories. They were made up, right? But Jesus is historical. And what he did for creation, he vanquished death. And I get to experience that. I get to live that out, knowing that he vanquished death. He's the true par excellence, you know what I'm saying? And now, because of that, like you said, not just, I mean, essential workers for sure now, but every person that says, yes, I'm a Christian, you are reflecting that hero. And so that's the challenge. I guess I'm challenging everyone. How are you going to reflect Jesus as a hero in your life, in your context? You know, pray about it, think about it, be creative about it. But yeah, no, uh, that'll be my minute. No, that's so amazing. And and the and the first thing we can do that is by receiving Christ. You know, and the Scripture tells Amen. us, you know, our hero, our ultimate hero, Jesus, he uh, he endured the cross uh, for the joy that was set before him, us, our salvation. And so all we have to do is put our trust, our yeah. hope, our faith in His work and what He did. And what's really cool is when we accept Christ and we get empowered by his spirit and we're able to walk and look like him and reflect him and just a beautiful thing. Simon, uh, I know there is so much more that you have. And I know we like scratch the surface, you yeah. know, and so I'm hoping maybe we can do this again. But you I would, have, I'd love to. You have blessed us, man. We love you so much. Um, and so uh, I know a lot of people are going to be looking for your podcast. A lot of people are going to be, man, I'm championing that book. That book needs to come out. But, Please. Um, <laughs> love you, brother. For all love my graduates, too. essential workers and heroes out there, everyone that joined us today, um, mm. we had such a great time with you. We hope you were inspired. Uh, but most importantly, we hope that we ultimately pointed back to Jesus Christ, who is Amen. our hero, the one Amen. hero in which every other hero reflects. We love you guys. We honor you guys today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you guys. God bless. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's Inspired Churches podcast. Don't forget to share or subscribe to join us every Sunday. You can keep up with Inspired Churches through Instagram at Inspired Churches or on Facebook at facebook.com slash inspiredchurches. To support the ministry, you can click on the link in the description or visit us at inspiredchurches.com for more information.